What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a really special guest in the building. Listen, he's a singer, he's a songwriter, he's a producer, he's an actor, he's an impersonator. And listen, he's a founding <laughs> member of Dance Hall's greatest group ever. We're talking to you, okay? You know what we have in the building today? We have Alex in the building today. What's big, going on, my brother? Big up, big up, big up, big up, big up, big up. I'm here, you know, so big up yourself, and big up to all your, your, your listeners and all those who are supporting your thing, man, all those who are supporting your platform. Big up, everybody, you know. Happy 2021. You know, we live through one more crazy, crazy year. It just seems to get crazier, but, hey, you know, as long as you're here, you give God thanks for that, you know what I mean? You understand, because 2020 was interested, and it doesn't seem like 2021 is easing up anytime soon, but we still have to just go through and make things happen. Most definitely. You know, can't afford to stop. You know, that's a, that's a key thing. My philosophy is always, especially now more than ever, adapt or die. It's as simple as that. You, you understand 1,000%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You understand. Definitely. All right. How we do on this program here, I usually like to go right from the beginning and bring it up mm-hmm. right till now. All right? Mm-hmm. All right. First question I got for you. What part of Jamaica did you grow up in and what actually attracted you to music in the first place? I grew up in um, Portmore, in that St. Catherine, in Jamaica, like right next to the capital, I guess, Kingston. Oh, what attracted me to music? That's the funniest thing, because you mentioned something in the intro, and I think that is the best way to kind of um, explain my attraction to music. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since I was little, I actually loved impersonating and impersonation. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to mimic some of my favorite artists. Well. My favorite personal artist. Those who know me know that Michael Jackson is my favorite artist, right? Mm-hmm. So, sorry. So, from day one, I've been trying to, I used to try, I couldn't dance like him, yeah. definitely, you know, but I try my best to kind of sing like him because when I, I told people that, listen, when I try to dance like Michael, you come in like I, when I try to moonwalk, it's like I have bubblegum on the bottom of my shoes, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be one of those days where you're going to probably be laughing a lot. I can tell you that from though. Hey, hey, it's all good. But, you know, so because of that, I used to practice like Michael Jackson, Elder Barge, Tony Braxton, Anita Baker, you know, for it would be like a low female or a high male voice, that kind of tone, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I used to practice to sing like him. And I'm from trying to sing like Michael, I kind of developed my own sound. And I guess to some extent, people say, "Oh, your voice stick out. You know, can't miss your voice. That's you, okay. Like, can't hear it." And I say, "Yo, I give thanks." So through that, I created my unique sound, and I give thanks. I give thanks for that. So I guess the many kids that, or the many influences that uh, Michael Jackson had from from the Cisco to the Genuine to the Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake, Usher, Chris Brown, I fall under that same category where I was influenced by his music and by his legacy as well. So. That is how it basically started. So from impersonation, I impersonate my friends in school, impersonate my grandmother, impersonate those different different voices and mimicry, which I think sometimes people who practice voice training tell you that the best way to actually start when it comes down to singing is through mimicry because we all as human beings mimic what we hear, sounds that we hear growing up. That's even with language, that's how we actually start as well. So You're 100% right on that. And you mentioned a name. Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was it about Michael Jackson opposed to everybody else you've seen that you said, this is the man right here? Um, honestly, Michael is not was not Michael is the standard. Michael is the standard when it comes on to to music, to performing, to to you know, production. 
you know, in terms of even at that at that time, he was the standard when it came down to even making videos and stuff like that. So he he just had just a huge impression on me, you know what I mean? Like, funny enough, even when like I have a new stereo or, a, or you get like a car, for me personally, mm -hmm. using a Michael's record, use any Michael's song to test yeah. the sonics of the car, to test the sound of, of whatever, because even back then, the way his records would sound hit you right here, you know, all the all that kind of stuff. So it was just it was just amazing. When I saw him, I was like, yo, that's it. That's the standard. That is what I would want to achieve. And you know what I mean? Because it, it's always good to have goals, you know. Yeah, son. You don't want to be like him. You want to make sure that you can have the same success. You are revered and respected as whole. His body of work was respected. Michael stemming from the Jackson Five, you know. It does. It does seemed like a right fit for me, like personally, and the hard work and the accolades he got does seem to does, does seem to match because him hard, him work hard, and because him work hard and him getting whatever people recognize his talent. You know what I mean? Makes sense. What would you say is your favorite Michael Jackson either song or video? Wow, why? Wow, favorite song. I, I, it's hard to tell you a favorite song. I probably have like a top five. I don't really have a favorite. Okay, give me the top five starting from five to one. Okay, well, five to one in no order in terms of favorite, mm -hmm. by the way. It's just five of my favorite songs from Michael. Um, Human Nature, Lady My Life. Um, you see, it gets tricky already. It's already, it's, it's, it already is tricky because uh, so many, mm -hmm. so many. I like Stranger in Moscow. I like, um, ugh. Wow, this this is a tough one. I was not expecting this question because I listen to all his songs and all of his songs personally have a one day in your life. Mm -hmm. uh, can you feel it with the Jackson Five? Mm -hmm. You know, um, wow, so it's too many. It's too many. But you just you just gave me the top five there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, it's hard because at the, at the end of the day, for me, everyone hits you differently, and that is what I think for me. What I want to emulate in my music that. You bring across different emotions to people. Make you smile, make you cry, make you think, make you want to party. You know, all the different emotions that are out there, all different different spectrum of emotions that you can possibly feel with one, with any song. Because that is how you know you really reach somebody. You understand what I'm saying? That's how you know you really reach them. So, yeah. All right. And visual now. What would you say would be a, a Michael Jackson visual where you said, okay, you know what? This is, I like this. It has to be. It would have to be thriller. Mm -hmm. it to be, he, thriller, I think, was the was the starting point and the benchmark. I mean, Earth songs too, mm -hmm. Earth songs. But I think by that time, Michael had already set the precedent. He had already set the standard. You know what I mean? But thriller, I think, really put him. Does I don't know. It have to be thriller. Yeah. Be thriller. That was a. That wasn't a, a a music video. That was a movie, for me. Yes, and I remember. I remember being so little back then. You know, and I remember when it was premiering, I couldn't get a chance with you because I was too small. You know, my mother was like, "Hey, no, you can't watch this. Now. This is going to, this is going to um give you nightmares and stuff." And I said, "No, mama, good, blah blah blah." And she wouldn't make me watch it. She wouldn't make me watch it. But you know, what I mean, hey, it, 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 it for, for for what it was at that time, it set the standard, it set the bar for everything that was was done. You understand? So you yeah, remember, at this time, all of this is in your mind here. So as a 
kid coming up know? It's Michael Jackson. What you've seen, what you heard, it's impacted in your mind. We got that mm-hmm. part So then now you like to joke around, impersonate, yeah. and all that stuff there. So yeah. when did you really find your voice and started to actually say, you know what? This is what I want to pursue right here. Um, I guess to some extent it was trial and error. Because, I mean, it was uh, Michael was always a consistent sound I would have with my voice and that tone. Because I tell people my voice hasn't really changed to some extent from I was like... 17, 18, you know, that's a does that tone. So a lot of my music and a lot of the song, especially at that time, you know, I was in the choir at um during high school as well. So singing on the choir is like it does kind of happen, you know. I mean, um I missed all the, the impersonating because the, the impersonating and the comedy and the joking around is a part of my personality, you know what I mean? Because I believe at the, at the end of the day, life is too short for you to be serious all the time. So you have to kind of have that balance in terms of how you deal with certain things, you know what I mean? And But for me, um, it does happen. It just developed into it because, as, as I said to you before, that sound that I have, it does kind of happen. Trial and error, practicing, 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 and trying to get it this way. I mean, you know, like, I realize even though in certain songs I may kind of sing like him, I still have my own unique sound about it, you know, like or even with, with The weekend here. How you doing the worst, Muda? You know, it's like, that to me, I can sing in my sleep. Yeah. You know, what I mean? that is that is that tone, that sound, is nothing for me to do. You know what I mean? But you still want people to can separate yourself, even though you may have that as the as a standard and have that as what you're striving for. Mm-hmm. There already is a Michael. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, so I want to be the best. I try to, especially now as you get older, you want to try to become the best version of yourself. Did that make any sense? One hundred percent agree. One thousand percent agree. Yeah, makes sense. When did you meet Flex? Well, um, <laughs> I've known Flex all my life basically because he lived on the on the same road I did. So, um, I was at number twelve and he was at no, I was at three and he was at number twelve. So we grew up as neighbors, you know, something the brain chip. But yeah, we were neighbors and 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 you know, growing up we used to play football and and you know, um just you know, them time you know run Nintendo and stuff and flex on a bicycle and my parents they wouldn't give me a bicycle because them say too dangerous. Yo, you see when parents sometimes overprotective is a hell of a thing, you know. But yeah, you know, but yeah, we run Nintendo and play a game and then when you're young, you know, the man they used to run used to run boat, you know, like when you run like uh, you know, like all right, me have some flour, you have some. Really have this and that, but Flex would never wash the dishes. <laughs> Flex would have never wash the dishes. Flex eat, and as soon as Flex eat, Flex cut. <laughs> <It's> not cut. <laughs> that was the worst. The whole I wash the dishes. First to, first to arrive and first to cut. <laughs> Those are the days, boy. I tell you, but you yeah. sometimes realize that as a as a child, you know, and you grow up now, you realize that you would never change that. For the world that whole experience and where you'll go because i think it helps to make you who you are now you know what i mean it's fun times man fun times 100 agreed so even meeting flex now so then because i know you and flex were originally in mm-hmm. a group together yeah we were well you're really your research but we were originally we were the, i guess you call us the starters of tok in a sense because we used to sing together call ourselves too cool yeah <laughs> And 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 that was a carny thing because man used to say, Oh, too cool, you mean on the two fool, you know what I mean? So it was like, um, but it stemmed from that because Basie and I and Craig went to high school together, and Flex and I lived on the same road. Mm-hmm. And even though Basie and Flex went to prep school together, I guess the connection wasn't really made until we went 
to high school. Like me, when I went to high school, I linked up with Basie. Basie was in my class. And then, you know, the dawn of the boy band. You know, you have the, <coughs> you have the boys to men. <coughs> Sorry about that. Boys to men, you have Shy, then you have the InSync and the Backstreet Boys and all that kind of stuff. And we're like, yo, you know, let's form out. You know, we, we actually, we're actually, I was actually in the um, Camp Camp Choir. Mm -hmm. And, um, because at first, you know, when you go to school, you know, I mean, I started with volleyball, but then, you know, choirs where the girls were. So I was like, okay, I think I need to go where the girls are. So, yeah. <laughs> Seemed like the most logical thing to do. So hey. singing champion choir, you know, and sat in there and then the one, we wanted to form a group. And there was a group that was already in there. There was an older set of guys. And they're like, no, oh, no, you know, you know, we don't want you to join our group. So we're like, all right, let's form a group ourselves. And mm -hmm. brought in um, Basie and Craig as well and then flex used to come like he'd come because he went to calabar he'd come sometimes after school and he'd come you know let's come trouble the girls and just just want to be a part of it and from that you know and we had one or two members come and go but from that kind of form the the foundation on the basis of what TOK was and what your people were doing. makes sense here because even with your first group before we even get all the way to TOK what made you and uh, you and flex decide to even form a group in the first place um just a love, a love for singing. I mean, I remember a lot of times growing up back in the day, you know, we hear like music playing on the radio and you record, mm -hmm. you would record the music that you hear mm -hmm. on on the radio. Like tape it and you play it back. I hear sometimes, especially, you know, where you have to, you have to kind of time it so you don't get fame FM, you know? You, get, you have to try to time it because you don't want to get that. You have to try to say, all right. You know, so when you say fame FM, you know, then when to start it over. So if you want to have a consistent one song, you have to be like, fame FM. And then, oh, and, then and then it's like when they come back around to the same party, you have to kind of try to time it. You, you press your card again. It was crazy. And then sometimes you want to practice a song, practice a song, you, you, you record and then you practice it off or you have off of the radio. It was crazy then. Man. Just simpler, but it was still fun. You know what I mean? Trust I think you're going to appreciate stuff a lot more during that kind of stuff. You're 100% right. And how long did you guys actually do Too Cool for? No, it was no, no, it was no long period of time, to be honest. It was like maybe um, a couple of months. Because I guess it, it, it was a situation where I personally, you know, I like harmony. I like the the, the, the group dynamic and the, from the, I guess it's a soprano, alto, tenor, baritone, bass. I like to hear that stacked sound. So especially for me, I like... You know, I like I like the merging of voices like that. I think it's really awesome. And I remember sometimes we'll be like have a room that had some acoustics, like a very big empty room, where you start singing and you hear the it's just a thing that it does to me, it moves me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I've always loved that. So from that it was just that was it for me. I just wanted to form that group. I wanted to have that sound, you know what I mean? And especially when I heard us really connect like that after a while i was like yo this thing i think this thing can really work and i started to really actually believe in it mm -hmm. you know so much so that you know it's like you forsake all other stuff because you just want to focus on this you know what i mean so yeah makes sense and with thing there with the um why did you decide to or you guys decide to choose craig and basie to join the group and figure that this would be a good addition to the group well we wanted well i mean for the base it would have been Rashawn, his his base wasn't fully formed yet, but it was forming. You know what I mean? As he, as I guess, as with all of us, we developed a sound over a period of time. You know, because um, we had to have a base. You know what I mean? Um, and there's another guy who 
who was in the group was Adam. Adam was sort of really, really, really deep voice. But mm-hmm. um, like, yeah, you know, I mean, it worked because I think with especially Roshan, Roshan was kind of getting more versatile. It's not it's about singing deep, deep, deep. But yeah. we were experimenting with music. And I guess even with Craig too. Mm-hmm. Craig was had a very smooth, like a smooth baritone type voice. You know what I mean? You know, that that sound that almost at that mid, mid to low range, you know what I mean? So he provided that foundation for the group at that point in time. Um, it was just a matter of, I don't want to say divine intervention that happened that these were the spe- specific people that were chosen. And um, I was at that point in time had a specific love and a passion for music, you know, that we didn't even know fully enough ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, it was awesome. It was awesome. I was like, wow, we really can do this and we really can do this, you know? So I was like, yeah, let's do it. That was it. And even the name 2OK, was mm-hmm. that something you guys formed together as a group? Somebody had it? How did that even come I, I think it would be probably more between me and Flex. We call ourselves Touch of Class. Mm-hmm. I was Touch of Class with a K. And then, you know, the acronym itself, T-O-K, you know what I mean? So it, it, it formed from that because we wanted to say, yo, we you have a little touch of something that is nice and decent, and you also have a certain little edge to whatever it is. So it's just a touch. You understand? Just a little bit. Just a, that mixture that makes it unique. You're not getting one set thing. And I think the more we developed our sound, the more we practiced, the more we, even though we're influenced by the, the R&B and the acapella song, we also were influenced by the dancer because we're Jamaican. So I think I guess over time, you couldn't have been in a situation where you have um, straight R&B coming from Jamaica, because that wouldn't be true to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I'm saying. So it's like growing up, listening, you know, watching MTV and the BETs, and even though we were watching that kind of stuff, and the, at the influence of the dancehall, you kind of through that whole mixing, you kind of created your own unique sound. You get me? And that was the gist of it. You know, and that I guess that worked at that point in time for us and created our own unique song that I mean, even up to today, has not really fully been duplicated, which we give thanks for, you know what I mean? Because it was that song is us, if that makes any sense, you know what I mean? It hasn't been duplicated. You, you'll have other groups that are out there, mm-hmm. and I'm saying this not to be facetious or to be conceited or whatever, but it's like I tell people that TOK is unique in the sense that we can do, like, for example, what a voice to men and a backstreet voice can do. Probably not necessarily the dancing, but the singing. Like in terms of the harmonies and stuff, we can do what they do, but they can't do what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understand that kind of way. So it makes it keeps you in a very unique position. You know, okay. even in terms of some of the DJs out here, you know, because we can DJ too, but they still can't do what we do. Yeah, understand what I'm saying? So it's like it keeps you very unique. You have all these different elements. You have singers. You have those who can harmonize because we can sing an a couple of songs. I remember sometimes we've been on stage and the rhythm don't come yet, and we're like, all right. And still keeping the crowd engaged until the rhythm chip in. You know what I mean? Where they get the harmonies. I remember sometimes if you've been in the airports and you know, with a flight and we're like, yo, let's drop on the there is on the PS system here. Bing boom. And you know, it does it's a different thing where you just, you know, I mean, being in a plane and just singing, you know. Even back in the day, something I personally never used to like. I used to remember back in the day. Like we were practicing and stuff and at school and everything on my, on my father's rooftop I practice. I remember once we were practicing and we say, oh, on the road and we're hungry. Well, on the road and we're hungry and it's like, um, we say, yo, we want some food. 
And the man say, yo, come go sing feed. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Um, let us, let us basically see. I'm, I'm like, all right, cool. And the man then back out. You know, like, where you go in New York subway system, I used to like guys who back out a cap mm. and, and, and then basically back out the cap and you put it on the side of the road and it's like, put it down and start singing. And we did that in Jamaica. By sovereign, and we did that up by in half in, in Portmore, and you know, um, it it, it was just crazy for me because I'm hiding behind the cap like this, like yeah. <laughs> so let me see the real Lord, let me see the boy. you know. But it worked. People come and them give us money, and we buy like a KFC. Yeah. And the man say, hey, you never want to do it though, but but yet still, you know, you're reaping the benefits. So you can't complain. I'm like, yeah, you're right, you're right. I guess that's a good thing with, you see, when you have natural talent and it's not just about auto-tunes and studio and all this stuff, you could actually go on a corner, turn this on, and it actually works right away just like that. You understand? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right. That is the key thing about it. Yeah. That is the key thing about it, being able to have a situation where you, uh, at the flip of a hat, the tip of a switch, as you said, a drop of a hat, the tip of a switch, you are able to, to, to tap into that and people can, it can resonate with people. Mm -hmm. You get me? That is a good thing. It's a most fulfilling feeling for us. You know what I mean? It's like, it works and people yeah. like it. So yeah. why not work with it? You know what I mean? Makes sense. Okay. I know on the TOK journey here, you guys actually mm -hmm. formed the group to go into mm -hmm. a contest. All right. So this yeah. is your first time actually entering show business. But you guys didn't win the contest. Mm -hmm. What did that do for you guys' ego and how you actually felt about singing at that point um, in that contest? You would feel a little bit defeated, I guess, is the right word. I mean, you feel that way because you're like, you put in so much work and and, and it's like you, you're not being recognized as for the hard that you put in. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think for in life, I think a lot of, especially for the, the nowadays generation, I think it's a lot more important to learn that even if you fail, seven times fall, eight times rise, you have to learn how to accept not only the, the successes in life, but the, the failures, because that is what helps to make you a better person, make you appreciate the success where it comes that much more, because you have gone through the struggles of failing and falling and falling to get up back again. So... You know, you don't want a situation because if, if things come too easy, I think sometimes we as humans and it's human nature, you take it for granted because you don't really know what it is like, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't believe, that, this is my personal belief, I don't believe that a child should be rewarded for participating. That is just my personal view. You understand? Because you want to know that in life you have first, second, and third. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you don't, if you feel it's okay, it's okay to feel, you know what I mean? Because it's a learning experience on what we're going to do. We're going to learn from it push that much harder each time but you don't want a situation where you where you are enabling a child and say okay yeah you know what i mean obviously you want to comfort them but you want to make sure that you, you you let them learn the basics of life to survive because in life when you're not around there are going to be failures they're going to be hard times so you have to learn how to deal with failure just as much as you deal with success you know it, it i think it makes somebody a little bit more rounded Makes it up more well-rounded when you can manage both, I think.
Okay, so then I understand failures. You need failures just like you need triumphs and everything just to continue mm -hmm. to move forward. So, okay, you guys lost the contest. Where was the first move in you guys' career where you say, okay, you felt triumph now? We lost the career, so then now where's the flip side of the coin? Um, all right. Well, I mean, after that, you know, I mean, we're still we're doing our thing, you know. I we had to we were at a crossroads at one point in time because I was going to school. I was at I was at UTEC and you know, um Craig T, I think was working on dial insurance at the time, and he decided to quit his job, you know, and Flex and Basie weren't doing anything at that point in time. And they're like, yo, Alex, Craig was quitting job. We are here not doing anything. What are you doing? You understand? What are you doing? This is where we're at right now. What are you doing? He's mm. like, I was like, all right. Well, I mean, because trying to balance the the, 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 the the schoolwork with the singing, and then sometimes you'll be at school the whole day, then you go, you perform the night, and then by the time you come the next day, you're falling asleep in class. It was more like you're, you're being, it's like you're burning the, the candle at both ends. You understand? So you have to kind of make, you have to reach a point in life where you have that crossroads where you you make that decision and you do what you need to do. And I think that's what happened with me. I was like, all right, this is what I need to do. Let's do it. You know? Um, and, and it was just, the success would have been where, I guess, we are, you know I mean, trying at the studio, you know, you go around there and still at that time, you know, the whole group thing and this and that. And, you know, even when we went around Main Street, Danny Brown, it wasn't really true fully. I mean, he liked the song, but he wasn't really too sold on it per se because something new and used to what I'm doing. And his nephew, uh, Richard James Brown, he was like, "Yo, mm, you not work with it? I work with it. This, this, this can't work. Let's let's see what we can do." And you know, started so this in the studio. I mean, even though we actually had worked for Sly and Robbie, we actually did um hit them high for Sly and Robbie from before, and um that was just the introduction of the sound then. You understand? Trying to find a way to to merge the, the dancer with the with the acapella and the R&B song. So I mean, it, I wouldn't say there's any one set time that it really was a full reward. It was more like little little things that would add up. And I think you know, linking with Shams and then even working with Dave Kelly and then getting the first number one. I was like, yo, this thing can work. It's like it's working. Mm -hmm. So you know. It, it, it was pretty cool, you know. So I think that that will that would have been it. The first time I even heard my song on the radio, we actually had done um, what was it? It was um, we had sung over anything for you by Three T. I would do anything for you. And the first time I heard it, I was like, yo, 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 boss, yo, boss. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know. Like, yeah, got there, I'll get there, I'll come a bridge and run across. I was like, yo, the man I'm going to play on the radio. And I was like, yes, you would. And you feel good because you're like, it was such an accomplishment because it's like all the hard work, all the times that, yo, you're up late at night and, you know, if I take bus and then, nothing is wrong with taking the bus, obviously, but them time you're juvenile and you're trying, you're just trying so many different things. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you look at juice and water and, and, and bun and, you know, just trying to, to break into a market that people were not ready for that yet. That is the key thing. Going into going into nightclubs when you're underage to go sing. Or we're underage when we're going to nightclub um, to go sing. You know what I mean? We look, you still look like some little boys, but you still kind of move like, say, yeah, I'm supposed to be here. You know what I mean? Just going from all of that and that, that exposure, it really, it really was 
it was cool. You know what I mean? It was really cool. It was really something else. And I, I, I wouldn't change it. I really wouldn't change it for the world. Yo, I remember all uh, once. Tell you about, I don't know if the guys told you about this one, but I remember once we were both sitting there at school mm -hmm. and the group Silk came to Jamaica. Yeah, group. Let me let me lick you up and down. Them kind of freak me, baby. Them kind of thing. They, they were they came to Jamaica and we were in high school and they were they sent out invitations to the different high schools, you know, like for kids to come in and this and that. So we say, yeah, man, we have to go meet Silk and Audition and Boss. That's, that was the plan, you know. So yeah, can we had it in our head? It was pretty straightforward. You sing for them, they hear the harmony, they were boss. That is it, you know. So um we went and there was a cover charge with the with the invitation that we we never really sit apart there, we never read the fine print. There's a cover charge, and we say, Shh, we don't have money for getting to this thing, brother. How the hell we got? So I don't know who came with the great idea. All right, let us scale the fence. Mm -hmm. And say, okay, them tell me where you're young, youth. You're not thinking about the <laughs> the outcome. You just have a mindset where you're going for what you want and mm -hmm. scale the fence. And one get over, it was Marcus at the time. It was, it was five of us. Marcus scaled the fence and go over. And then BS is at the top of the fence. You know, it's barbed wire and scale the fence. You know. And then the security come and say, come on, go over. Bow! Bow! And actually started firing shots. I remember so we had driven that in them. And Marcus, Marcus in those turn back around and he's like, bullets. You know, basically up there, him panic now and him jump off and split the whole handle. Cut, actually, cut his hand. And we're like, yo, yo. And then Song the, the, the performance was over, mm -hmm. we're still there, and they were just kind of beg the, the security guy at the front and said, Listen, we're a group, you know, we just want to meet them to see if we can see. That's what we're, we were really trying to break into whatever to watch a show. We wanted to meet them to just whatever. And then they said, All right, go on. We went in now and we're going to sing for them and stuff. And the room manager's like, Yeah, you guys sound good. Yo, yo, take my number. And then a few moments later, nothing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it it, 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 it it was cool though. It was a cool experience, you know. I mean, I think Russian still has a scar in his hand up to this day, but you know, <laughs> those are the things that I mean, thank God you were you survived to be able to can tell the story, you know. But it was I think all those all these different things make make you who you are then. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it helps to make you into a stronger better person and you appreciate that's my thing you know? my thing personally has always been about no matter what step you take in life always appreciate what you go through because i think at the end of the day when you do that it makes you a better person it it it, 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 it humbles you you realize that at, at the end of the day you need to you need to um go through that and be that kind of way so no matter what comes your way you're like, all right, cool. You give thanks. You put God first. You give thanks, and you're like, all right, this is what has happened, and through this, I have that, and you appreciate that that much more. Um, but personally, I'm all about that. You know what I mean? That is how I live my life. You know, you not just not, not just for myself, but for my family, for my friends, for people. I try to empower people and I try to encourage people because it's not just about me. Because I think sometimes the more you encourage somebody, when you're done, they can encourage you. You know what I mean? So it's all about empowerment for each of us. Not just for as a people, as as human beings, you know what I mean? It's not just it's not a black or white issue, it's a people thing, you know what I mean?
makes total, total sense. And that's actually a good way of looking at things. Mm -hmm. I help you, you help me, we help each other, and everybody continues. Yeah, every, everybody wins. Everybody wins. A lot of us don't really see that. A lot of us are, 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 are selfish by nature. And we are, you know, unappreciative by nature. But uh, there are a few out there who, who, who really believe in that kind of stuff, you know, where they appreciate when you're putting stuff for them. You get me? So it was a thing. 100% get it. You brought up something, nightclubs. You guys performing in nightclubs, okay? Mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. a famous spot you guys always used to perform in was Cactus Nightclub. Yeah, it was All Cactus right. Nightclub. All right. Give me some of your, give me your favorite memory and your a nightmare that happened in Cactus. Ooh. All right. Famous memory in Cactus, no. Um, oh, no. Um, famous memory performing. This is tell you something, especially with Portmore crowd. You see, if you, I think Portmore has some of the hardest people to please in terms of just in terms of performing. You can survive afterward, Jama Cactus, and them nightclub settings there. You can survive anywhere because you see, Portmore is, is sting, and you know, just the whole energy with that kind of stuff. I think we as a people, if you can provide, if you can survive performing. For the a Jamaican crowd, and you can move a Jamaican crowd, you can move any crowd because Jamaicans are we are we're very picky and we love it today and we just crush it tomorrow. Or if or not even tomorrow, sometime up on the same show, you'll get crushed. <laughs> you understand? So we're the, I always tell people that Jamaicans were the best of the best and we're the worst of the worst. We excel at what we do. Mm -hmm. If it's being good, we excel. If it's being bad, we excel. That is us. Mm -hmm. Um, best experience at Cactus would be. Performing and um and getting the response from the crowd, especially when you don't really have you didn't really have many songs at that time. You may have a one and two song and you go up and we always used to dress like try to dress and match like whether it's a LA Lakers jersey or a, or a, you know or a jean suit or whatever. We always try to make sure that we coordinated like that. You know what I mean? Um, I think it. I remember once, funny enough, we were doing like some. Individual parts and Tex and I were singing um Babyface and John B. I think it was someone to love. And after we finished singing that song, you know, a guy come back to the man and like, yo, I can't sing that song again, you know. Don't make me hear you sing that song again, you know. Because you get my girl too hot. <laughs> I thought juvenile, you know. I'm like, like, sorry, I guess. Sorry, you know, sorry, what you can do? There's <laughs> nothing I can do. I mean, hey, it's what it is. So <clears throat> for the most part, Cactus really had some good times in Cactus. I mean, I can't remember many two bad times. I remember for enough, I remember performing in Portmore where we had a where we had a yeah, where we had a bad time. It was me, it wasn't even it was I think it was a too cool moment. This was a too cool moment. This was before TOK. Mm -hmm. I remember Tex and I we went over to a, a they had a performance over by the mall, Portmore Mall. And we were over there, we said we're gonna perform, me and him. And Flex's voice was going. So I was like, to Flex, I was like, um, all right, um, you may start the song, but here what? Your voice not 100 today, no? Make me start it, and then you go. I said, no, my mother, 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 because him want to do it. Jesus. And we're there now, and we're about to go on stage, and I think they called us up, and I said, blah, 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 too cool, or whatever. I don't remember if it was that was name or at the time, now. We'll go up and on flex start. We're doing um and flex started 
Dann ist es halt hier. So, he was off because the voice was gone. I said, Shannon, what's that? I said, I don't think we even got even start the song because that's what was start. I would say, all right, well, come off. Hear the, hear the MC. Move. Daddy, do, do, do. Move. Yo, that, that uh, is embarrassment. Yeah. That is embarrassment. You understand? But I said with everything. <laughs> if I learn, I think he learned that day, boy. Because the thing is, in that learning process, he pulled me with him. You know, here. You understand? You guys go with the sinking ship, and you go pull that drone in, man. With you. <laughs> okay. Crazy, bro. But that's it's all part of the learning process because you guys couldn't have this super group if you didn't go through those failures, yeah. those triumphs, yeah. those defeats, yeah. 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 and all of that stuff there. Okay, cool. Did you guys start flying before you got your number one when Eagles cry, or that's when you guys started to fly? Um, it's a very good question. Um, I think we may have started to fly around the time when Eagles fly came out. Do you remember one of your early trips? Like something we're off the island now. It's like, okay, these people are calling for us. What was that like? It was just a unique thing, man. Like, I remember, because we still never really, like, boss, boss at that time, you know. So, I mean, for me, it's different places. You know, you have to share a room and you know, go through the situation where you just, it's just the whole amazing experience of, wow, this is a musical who will carry us here. It was, just a, it was just a very, for me, it was a very humbling experience. Like, wow, this thing can, as a customer said, you know, this thing can actually work. Like, I believe in it, but when it starts to come to fruition and it starts to actually, you actually see it happening, you're like, yo, you know? And as I said, right, we just need to push a little bit harder, just do a little bit more. We can't do this, we can't do this. And I was like, really, 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 really enthusiastic. You know what I mean? Um. Sometimes when we're performing, you have a little bit of people and you're like, yo, you know, it, 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 it's a learning curve, you know, you go, you go through this and you're like, um, just trying your best to just make sure you make an impact on these people. Make sure that these people hear you and they see you and, you know, you're not just a one trick pony, you know, they see you as being something different. Mm -hmm. Um, It was... Yo, there's so many things that I mean, I don't remember anything specifically like what would be something that really stands out in that early part. Maybe sometimes like even as I was starting to get bigger and you started to even compare yourself, even when you see how people react to like an InSync or, or, or Backstreet Boys and you realize, all right, the bigger we get, like going to some of these Caribbean countries and girls are faint and, you know, I remember even performing one time, even as we got big now, I remember performing and uh, we're in Italy and girl take off panty and a troop on stage and you have to sing and you're like really tapa tapa shoo tapa and I can't can't step in your show and you dodge the panty them you understand you dodge panty like some flying missiles it was crazy because I don't think at that point in time they really had many Jamaican artists who were getting that kind of reaction I mean we go to New York and you're like group and you have a bunch of white girls going crazy, a bunch of Latinos and white girls going crazy. And we didn't have the big songs like uh, In Sync or Backstreet Boys. I guess probably by that time there was Chichi Man and probably Shaky Bam Bam and stuff like that. But we didn't have that huge audience of people, but they still loved us and they were still rocking because the song, these songs were still very popular, in, especially in like the more Caribbean type settings, you know what I mean? So that to me always spoke volumes that the potential is there, the talent is there, it's just to get it out there for people to see that this is this is that but it's also different 
I guess that's why even the New York Times called us at one point in time the number one reggae boy band on the planet because out of Jamaica, I mean, you have other groups, but there's only really one. I don't mean to sound whatever, but you know, just doing what we do, this mm -hmm. is only one. Mm -hmm. Or the Caribbean, there's only one. You know what I mean? In terms of the dual dance hall and the reggae community, there's only one TOK. And I really I'm feeling honored and proud to be a part of that. That legacy, that movement, and you know, I'm forever grateful for that because I do believe that at the end of the day, these are the things that make you more who you are. You know, and you have to appreciate where you're coming from to know where you're going. That is always my my thing. I preach it day in and day out. You have to be appreciative. So you, you have to, yeah, you understand. because especially at this time here now, there's there's more groups that's coming out. You know, yeah. There yeah. was the War 21s, the, yeah, um, exactly. the Worm Them, the um, Scare Them, and then ARP. ARP, but when did they actually show up on TOK's radar? Um, well, actually, you know, they were doing their thing, I guess, around the same time we were, but they were with the more linked to Beaniman and they had like to ISIS and TOQ. But, um, we're always we were compared at first, you know, people like some people like them, some people liked us, mm -hmm. you know, but still. Um, I think I personally, I think a lot of mistakes that a lot of those early groups made, and I guess it's something that we kind of do too. We kind of did it as well, where you sing a lot of the covers because you know those are the things that are going to get you the forward and get you the reaction from the people. So when you sing a bunch of stuff that people already know, it's an easy reaction by the crowd. Mm -hmm. When we go up and we are singing songs like Mona Lisa, I like your style. They don't know these songs. These are not songs that are out there that other people sing. These are our original songs. And I think from that, we can help to develop our own original sound. I think a lot quicker than probably a bunch of, other, of the other groups. You know what I mean? So we're still doing the covers as well, though, because that was a part of our team too. You know, you, as a group, you go up and you sing the cover music and stuff. But you were able to separate yourself from what was out there. And I think that was very important for us to separate yourself from what people were seeing, what people were expecting, and just kind of stand out. And then there, were, there would be the rivalry, because you know what I mean? As you're young, you know, you'll say, hey, you want to feel anything? And, yeah, boy, about you, you know, you and then you have to kind of, in the midst of all that, try and prove yourself, you know, to the people. And you know what I mean? For me, even though it's not so much proving yourself to them, it's just basically just trying to do your thing and just be the best you can be. Because I do believe, as I said to everybody, in the end, you will stand out. You don't have to be doing or conforming to what everybody else is doing. In your own unique way, you can stand out. And then by you standing out, you make your mark. You know what I mean? And that's what happened over a period of time. That's what eventually happened. Because, I mean, a lot of those groups, I don't think they're around anymore. You know what I mean? There are people who branch off and do their own thing. Even though it happened to us too. But it took a longer time. But we were able to have international success along with it. You get me? You were able to hit the hit billboard a couple of times, um, sell platinum in Japan twice. We were able to, you know, like all these different things. I'm, and, I'm, and I'm not talking about like the reggae billboard. I'm talking about like billboard, billboard. Mm -hmm. You understand where a song would blow up based on the strength of the song and not necessarily whatever other factors may have been out there, whether it's a man of spend money to push a particular song. People just love the music and they just gravitate towards it. And thank God it just worked, you know what I mean? Makes sense. How many times did you guys hit Billboard? Um, I have to go double check. You know, I I don't remember. I think probably like about four times. I think because I, I know, um, just got paid was one. Mm -hmm. There um, was 
there was footprints was mm -hmm. another one. I think even um, what was it? I think I don't remember if Galang was was it Galang girl? I know just got paid. I think Shaky Bomb Bomb. I think mm -hmm. Chichiman and I think Footprints. Mm -hmm. And maybe she's she's hot. I don't remember. I'm not I'm not sure because I honestly can't tell you. But I know a lot of these songs are big hits. Mm -hmm. And I I can't really tell the specific timing because I forgot really got to go back and check. But I know that we did with a couple of times. And, and what was what was that like as this? younger group coming out of jamaica to actually now again you in particular you've seen michael mm -hmm. jackson at grammys on billboards and all these stuff there so then now the same thing is happening to you as a group what was that like all the hard work is paying off finally i'm like finally this is happening this can happen let's do this this can happen this can happen yo it's like it's like fulfilling a destiny living the dream you know what i mean because a lot of people as you know in our business whether it be dancehall or reggae, or even just the music business itself, you have a great percentage of people who don't make it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people who, the percentage of people who don't make it is greater than those who actually do. You know okay. what I mean? So, and then you have those who do make it reaching one stage, you don't necessarily mean to, 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 to tier two. They're at tier one, same way. You understand? And tier two, different from tier three. You understand? You have different levels to, to success. What is success? You know what I mean? And, it just really cemented in my head that this was the right decision, you know, not, you know, stepping away from the whole school side per se, you know, academia, but still at the end of the day, knowing enough to know that they, okay, this is an investment in myself. This is me putting time and effort and money and everything into this because this thing will work if given the time, the effort, and the push and the belief you have to have that conviction that yo, this is gonna work and just putting it into it mm -hmm. you get me? Were, your, were your parents supporting you from jump or you had to kind of prove um it was a little bit tricky i mean my parents were to some extent yeah they were there to for the most part my father's a little bit iffy because like yo you know school thing blah 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 but eventually my parents were very much supportive very much as a matter of fact flex and basically lived with me at one point in time too mm -hmm. you know i mean because Flex and him father kick off, base and him father fight. You know, um, and my father, my father's my father's kind of seen as the father of TOK per se, because my father have a big heart and him now got to say, two youth on the road, just whatever, feel him a man. You know, I got to try to say, you hear what? You must say, all right, chief, you come here, so chief. And we will figure it out and talk about the appearance, them, and we'll try to work it out. But at least in the meantime, they can stay here and have a roof over their head and have food. And I, I will forever be grateful for that because. That showed me how great of a man he was for doing something like that because. And he said to me, he said, yo, all right, you want to try the music thing, but you're not this, you're not hustle that, you're not doing other whatever, you're just doing music and you want to try and make it in the music thing. So even though you put across the, put aside the studying and stuff, I will support you. And he was very proud of me because, you know, I remember even once I, I surprised him and bought him a car. You understand? Because I think, funny enough, I think when I did that, though, I think because our relationship, because my parents got divorced and stuff, and you know, mom overseas, my he and I were here with my brother. You know, there was a little bit of a strain at one point in time, you know, because me feel me a man, my man is also, you know, clash and stuff. And just don't just kind of see a thing where I grow and grow and I'm getting bigger. And I said to myself, you know, what I mean, in even in the terms of the parenting, you, you, you really can't take sides. You have to kind of love one for who he is and love the other. And when I did that, I think it really took him aback because he wasn't expecting it. You know what I mean? Because when I had my car, he was, he, you know, he didn't have his car at the time. He didn't have a car at the time. 
and you, he used to have to borrow mine. And stuff and I said, boy, really like, you know, young boy, so I don't come borrow my car for nine, I'm going to star. So I was like, you know, I mean, and it, it felt good to do that for him because him, you supporting my dreams and this and that, and I want to make, at the end of the day, as I've always said, whatever I do is just, is not just for me, but it's for my family and for my friends and for those who are around, who are part of the movement and see the growth and are believing in the mission. They should be, a, they should be rewarded with my success as well. You know, and I remember, I think it was my, my neighbor at the time who was selling a car and he told my father to come and say, oh, he must sell a car. I said, daddy, man, I don't want to fit that, you know, blah, 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 blah. I said, where? I said, all right. But behind his back, I went over there and I, <clears throat> sorry, I went over there. I, um, Spoke to the guy, Mr. Morris, who owned the car. I got a mechanic to check it out. And I knew the, I knew the history of the car anyway. And by it, and I was moving from one part of the road, come across to the next part. And for enough, how I surprised him is what he must say, Oh, all right, yo, let me a car more and go for so and so. I'm say, Oh, man, I say, oh, see your keys, you see your car, you're so blah, blah, blah. I said, What are you talking about? I said, Oh, no, I don't care. And I just walked off. That's how I do my surprise. I was, I was, and he's like, He's like, you see, I say, yeah, yeah. I'm going to call the lady next door and, and give, him, uh, give him the phone again and walk off. And she's like, yes, yes, yes. Yes, man, you just son bought the car already, blah, blah, blah. All the things sat out already, blah, blah, blah. Car is he sat down there like, no, Joe, for like about three minutes to five minutes. So sit. Total shock. Because he wasn't expecting it. Mm -hmm. He said, boy, you know, he said, boy, if my heart never strung you, man. I said, well, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you are part of the thing too, man. And I think he more, he more respected me a lot more after because he saw where, you know, it wasn't just about me. It's about us. You know what I mean? And I want you happy too. You sacrifice for me to make me reach where I reach. I have to sacrifice for you. It's a given. You know what I mean? Those are, that's, that's, that's how I look at life, you know? That's definitely one of your feel-good moments where, again, yeah. try and try and he's the dad, he's sheltering. And then you could even turn around and buy a car. Because remember... You know what it is to buy a car for somebody, boss? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, oh, I'm going to spit four, you know. It's spit four away, so it's not like I said, it was easy to do. <laughs> you know, it's spit, it's spit four away, so you have to be that man as well, you know. But it was something that I, I felt I had to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I love you, I care about you, I check for you. You are a part of me, you are a part of you. helped make me, you are a part of my journey. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, what was there besides that? So then, that's for dad. Now, what was your first big purchase for yourself after you, bus? After I was, I mean, okay, my first, my first, first big per after the bus, the first thing, or first off, let me tell you, see, after we started, just started making a little bit of money, mm -hmm. a little bit going on the the hotel circuit. That was before it was the hotel circuit and and performing cabaret and stuff. First thing I ever bought was like a little a little stereo, a little set. First thing, that's the first thing I ever bought, like a stereo set so I could play my music and I was able to like have a, I think it's like a three disc player hmm. and have the two little tape decks on the front and I was like, yeah, this going in my room, lock the door them. <clears throat> and the thing is, lock the door them and you have the the lights coming from the from the stereo itself. And I was just for me, music is about carrying you into a different world. Mm -hmm. It carried me into a different world. I was like, yo, this is it. That was my first, first, first ever purchase. I remember when, like, oh, boss, boss, I'm about my first car. I was like, yo, I, you know, spray it, put a little muffler at the back, you know, say, oh, you come here, pop, 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 And you're like, yo. So, you know, so you hear me from about three miles down the road, you, you, you hear me and my car coming. 
And then, you know, um, you know, getting that car and then I guess changing to another car and get a new, you get your chrome rims and you get a seat and you're like, yes, you, you this now, you know. Mm-hmm. You know and then, you know, I guess that is when you finally can make a purchase of a house is when you say, oh, all right, yeah. You feel that, yo, this is really all day. It says it, it, it says something, you know. This is where, where you come in, and that's the thing about me. You know? when, even when I got the car for the first time, like you sleep and you wake up and say, You can't believe much. I have a car. And you go say, You go the door and say, Yo, I really like your car. This is you. Oh, you mean you? You? The thing I go, Oh, you? Yes, you. You're good because you're like, Yo, all this work, you was able to get me this. God, good enough. And that's one thing about me. I in everything I tell people all the time. In, Everything, I guess, especially from my mother, mother drew that into my head. In everything, you give thanks, even when it's rocky, you give thanks to me because here, what you live and you can fight another day because you're alive. And that's one thing I've even up to now, all my successes and my failures, I try my best to give thanks because God is still in control of the thing, you know what I mean? So, you learn to be appreciative, and I think that is what helps me to even get more success, mm-hmm. you know, because as I said before. I help other people, I try to help people too. You know, every year, like, even with me, like, gig, you know, clothes and shoes and stuff, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I have stuff that, you know, even that group, we used to get stuff from companies and stuff and blah, 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 blah. I make it my thing where almost every year, as much as I can, go in my closet and give, give away stuff. You know what I mean? Like, your know, clothes, shoes, this, that, and whatever, you know, I mean, too. Because my thing is, you, you can't want all of everything. You have to learn for share. You know what I mean? And I think when you do that, you get more blessing. Not 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 you're doing it for the blessing, but you're doing it to help somebody. You're doing it to make to to to. And sometimes the blessing is just to feel good in yourself to know, say, yo, you're doing the right thing. You know what I mean? That's all I see. Makes a hundred percent sense. They usually say, when you get success, when the money starts to come in, the people around you change. All right. Do you find that that happened to you, or that's just a cliche saying? It has happened. It does happen. It does happen and it can change for a good and a bad thing, you know, mm-hmm. in the sense that when you become more successful and you probably have your pe- your peers and you used to run and kick ball with them and them have your little, a little youth beside them and you know, them see you up and feed them level and then two tools you jump up three or four levels. There are sometimes will come times where people resent it, you know, it's 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 sad because they they, they sometimes well, but I realize sometimes it's not necessarily people react. To your success because they think you change now and they feel that they have to react to what is happening with you with this kind of a personality and that's a that's a funny thing too because it's like i may not necessarily change who i am i it's just that my circumstance may have changed you get me and you are reacting to the fact that you think because my circumstances have changed i also i automatically have changed as well and sometimes that can bring off a negative reaction because you are changing Based on what you see, and then I'm going to react to you changing. I'm like, where is coming from? You know what I mean? And I've seen where people, why, why, why are they better than people? I've heard, I've heard it all. I've heard the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, where people are, yeah, people who are genuinely happy for you, like, yo, brother, enough time you used to say, really, blah, blah, this and that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Sorry, I remember once there's this guy. I don't, <laughs> you see, me, I, I'm an easy going guy, but I can be very faced and I'm very blunt. Mm-hmm. I'm very blunt. And um, there was this guy who, I don't know what he expected to get from saying this to me, but he probably picked the wrong day to say something like this to me. Because I'm on the road, and this is where we used to go, Excel. And um, 
we're at school and you know the time we used to try to boss you know boss you to you do your little thing and you know yeah try to sing and everybody used to know what used to try to sing the rap except to love like my boss and then two tools yeah them man they man they're hot boy them man they're popular boy and them never do them thing and them never really even used to talk to you anyway and we're there and we're cool and you know do a thing and the thing start work and we're boss and then fast forward like a year or so after the man come to me the same man who has never said anything to me in life at all never see me at all Never thought the need to address me in any way. Come to my man and say, yo, Alex, I don't tell him I know my name. I say, I've never had a conversation with this Negro. I say, yo, the man of my one, man of my this, the man of my don't the place where you're boy. I'm not alive still, you know. Not alive. When the man used to perform, man, you used to laugh after the man, you used to laugh after the man, and blah, 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 this and that. So I guess he thought he was a coming to that type situation where, you know, like confessing certain things out of blah, blah, blah. Because, yeah, we used to laugh after the man, so the man then walk on the man then now. I'm say, I'm just trying to say, hey, but you can't laugh now, though, don't it? Shut him up right in the middle of them trucks. Yeah. yeah. You understand? Because you see, for me, as much as I'm an easy going and I'm cool, I'm gonna straighten you out if you because I'm not I'm not the kind of person who believes in disrespecting anybody. You know, try that. So if you're going to try to come and small change my thing, I'm gonna make it know what really I go on, you know. It's just it's just and it's just and even sometimes, even though really actually, for the most part, sometimes it's not even worth it. Because some of these people not really, they're not really in the bigger scheme of things, it's not it's not that important. That was then though, but I mean now I think as myself, I mean like, yeah, if you're not if you're not contributing to my life or to the success I am having, and you're not contributing, not even to success, but just a positive energy around me, then I mean I don't really need to have you around me. You know what I mean? Because I am trying to contribute something positive to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm perfect, and if I do something wrong, tell me. But mm -hmm. that is my genuine intent, especially if I see that you're a genuine person. Who are you into? Mm -hmm. That is how I look at life. One people win, not some of them. Some people don't get it, but clearly yeah. you're one of the people that get it and understand that. Mm -hmm. If you win, I win, we all win, and we continue to move. Yeah, and the more I win, and if you happy every time I win, and you make me win, and then I happy every time you win, and, you make, and I make you win, then we'll. Life will be so much easier. Then we're great. Clear. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's something there. There's some, you guys are touring, you guys are doing your stuff. Big TOK now. There's some collaborations that I want to go over. I have about five collaborations. I want to know how they even came up in the first place. All okay. right. Mm -hmm. The first one here is the remix for Galia Lead with mm -hmm. Nina Sky mm -hmm. and Beanie Man. Mm -hmm. um, we okay. were in New York at the time, and I mean, Galilee was actually playing on the on the on the international stations at the time. I think it was playing on Hot ninety seven. And it was in rotation at the time, and um, I think it was Cipher Sounds who was managing Nina Sky at the time, and he was also on the radio. And we're like, yo, we're about to have them on this record, and I think they wanted to do it because at the end of the day, you know, you know, a lot of the Latinos are influenced by the dancehall as well. So it was a cool look to kind of just. I think it was suggested. I don't know if it's really Daniels had made it. Made the connection. I don't remember who it was, and we know Beanie Man from before. So it's like, yo, cool to have Beanie Man in this too, just to bring a different flavor. I want to like, all right, how can we remix? Even the punchline was a little bit tricky. So I was like, gun, gun, gun. I was like, yeah, make it be like a sample. Make it be like a, you know, make it be something to be a little bit different, so people can be like, all right, cool. This is not the original, original, but. It works same way. And I mean, it was just um just one of those things that I mean sometimes, especially when you have a record that's running, I have, I have a record that's popular, it's a lot easier sometimes to sometimes get certain people on it because they know the power of the record already. Because it's already people are gonna to want to go and jump on a train that's already moving. Mm -hmm. 
basically. And that train was already moving. But I think at that time, I'm not sure if we actually did the, the, the music video that we put on BET at that time, because the music video for Galia Lee, like, like a big international video for it as well. I don't remember if at that time I had it, but it was pretty cool, you know? Big, big, big one. Another monster song here was Pitbull featuring T.O.K. How did that come around now? Well, Pitbull, honestly, Pitbull was his um his his DJ was our DJ at the time. DJ Buddha, big up the DJ Buddha. And he was through that at that time Pitbull was not Mr. Worldwide yet. He wasn't like Pitbull, Pitbull, but he was still coming up, you know. We were actually, you know, like we were we were kicking up a storm at that point and people were still trying to make his way. And so, you know, it was a song like it just seemed like a very good thing to do at that point in time. And he was like, yo, man, I really appreciate y'all doing this and blah 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 blah. Because you know, he he wasn't really he didn't blow up at that point in time yet. He was still just trying his, his luck. And it was just I think it was more Buddha who set that up for us to do that with him. And it it worked out, you know. Crazy that one there. That's a real legacy type of mm -hmm, collaboration, mm -hmm. right there. Another one here. This one, this one, I really want to know how this one came up. This was more of an album cut. This was the TOK featuring Kelly Price Bonafide. Okay, how did that come up there? How did you guys even interact with somebody like a Kelly Price? Um, funny enough, that was a very interesting one. How did we do that? I think we were we were away, mm -hmm. and um, I think she wanted to do more, delve more into the I think she want she wanted us on one of her records, you know, because she's doing she was doing more um at that time, you know, the whole it's a, a lot of these artists now, you know, it would, it would be cool to have a Jamaican artist on your record and stuff. And I think her people have reached out, and we're like, all right, exchange, we will do one for you, and you do one for us. So that's how Bonafide came about, because we we're like, all right, we have to make sure so we get her a nice sounding record, a nice sounding track that more would fit her thing. And we were in the studio, and I mean, yo, she's so freaking amazing, yeah. like that. She just got it. She's like, oh, boy, okay, you want that? I'm like, okay. okay like, you know, All right, cool. And then we went back to Jamaica with her vocals, and we tweaked it, and everybody did them part, and it was it was just a really cool experience. Cause she was very humble, very easygoing, you know. And that's the, the, the I think that's the key thing, you know. I always say to people, you know, when it comes down to doing the work or putting in the work. The best thing I think is to put our, put our egos aside, man. Let's just go do the work. Let's do what we have to do and make this thing off and popping. Let's do it. You know what I mean? That totally makes sense here. Another yeah. one, this seems, I almost think this is who you've collaborated the most with in your career, Beanie Man. Yeah, okay. that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right now, the song that I want to ask you about is called Bring It On. Wow. Oh. Um, we were, I think it was, we were at, we were at Penthouse. I think it's Pentos. We were at and um, oh, it's a long, it's a long time ago. Sometimes I know rush on. Sometimes I'll, in terms of remembering a lot of these stuff, basically with the one who is always remembering things. And um, um, hmm. bring it on. I remember word there because at 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 that time you're always trying to find ways to get on the hottest rhythm and to do stuff with all the hottest producers and stuff. And a lot of time, by that point in time, we were. Around there with Beanie and them, and, and the rhythm was there. I don't know who rhythm is that. I don't remember. And it was a situation where a lot of, a lot of times, us especially, I had to find sometimes some some of those melodies from some of those songs that are out there before that, that you can kind of twist and bend a little bit. Yeah. And sometimes people are like, yo, that's so familiar, but I'm not sure where it come from. 
<laughs> you understand? And I think he was there. He was there doing some other stuff. And we're like, yo, it's bad now where they're singing. And I was like, oh, but I'm going to start him. And he was like, because being is a man, being they want about being, being can spot a, a bad song a mile away. Now, being was spot and saying, mm, Ray, brother, whatever, blah blah blah. I jump in it. I saw for you mentioned being man because I have a song with being man now. We're getting there. Uh -huh. you know what I mean? So it's a so crazy mission, but yeah, it, and being man in like the freestyle when he goes into the in, into the DJ booth, you know, this whatever is 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 is, is happening or whatever him feel of, uh, off the top of him head, unless you come up with an idea for him, he's gonna freestyle it. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it works. And that was there. Okay, this is one of the first collaborations that I remember seeing was mm -hmm. T.O.K. and Lady Saw. Yeah, that was um, T.O.K. Lady Saw. That was our, our that was our first um, our first hit actually. I think Hardcore Lover mm -hmm. it was um on the Bodies rhythm. That was Big Up to Shams. It was on the Bodies rhythm and um. It was a situation where I think he hooked it up because you know we're saying boy we are gonna forget Lady Saw this record you know and thing and he was like yeah I'm gonna try to talk to her and she liked the idea mm -hmm. and you know upcoming group were chatting and she was like yeah let's do it and it turned out to be something that was played a lot you know and we're like yo wow we felt so I was like yo first collaboration with a big artist I was like yo this thing can really it's all my things always you know, yo this thing can really work you know Lady Saw she's a phenomenal artist she, she she really i think set the bar for even female djs in jamaica female artists in jamaica and she's always forever humble for forever easy going and it was just a cool at that point in time when there's a young artist coming up and seeing her is like yo you know this is the way it's supposed to go you know what i mean you, you just do what you have to do keep it humble you know then that she's you know shams was giving her instructions as to whatever blah 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 give her the words and this and that and that was it just yeah. like that. Okay, because as I said, I know you guys, you as a group have done collabs. You as yourself have done a collab with Beanie Man. Is there only one collaboration you guys have done with Bounty Killer? Um, we did two. There what was the second one called Mana Badman. What's the next Man one? Bad, I don't wanna, um, it was Mana Badman Part 2. Mana Badman, we're not keeping for my friend. Mana Badman, Badman, I'm mingle with a man. Badman, me, I tell you again. Badman, I keep frosty friend. I remember which rhythm it was it was one of Sham's rhythm that we did that song on. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, we have two colorations with killer. Two colors. And it wasn't it, it was just a it wasn't an intentional thing to choose to, to do more songs with being of a killer. How we rate the two of them, the two of them rate we, you know, it just happened. It's just sometimes how the how they how the chips fall, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just music and that's how it goes. Sometimes right place here, there hanging out. Hey, this idea works, and that's just how things go from time to time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, because I know when it comes to albums, you guys as TOK the group, you guys have four albums, which yeah. is my crew, my dog, unknown language, our world, and taking over was really a EP. So we have four. Apart from that, there's one called Forever. Okay. Forever. So it was my crew, my dogs, unknown language. Um, our world and yeah. then forever, forever was the last one. The taking over um album didn't actually come out because right after um we did that body of work, then the group split. That was in we did that in 2014, late 2014, early 2015, and, and then the group split mm -hmm. at the ending of 2015. So taking taking over never came out. No, just just one record, just a single came yeah. out, but we didn't actually release the whole body of work, which was a 
the funny thing about that, because I was kind of the one who was spearheading that one to some extent, in terms of saying that, yo, we've done the Jamaican thing, we've done the Caribbean, we've done in terms of representing who we are and the level that we reach. Let us showcase to the world now what we can do. That was my thought process of like, yo, all right, dance all reggae, yeah, we'll have that luck. But I don't know, a lot of people know that we can actually sing, sing, you know what I mean? So I was like, this point in time, let's just do it. Let's show them that we can do all these different things and take to a different level. Like, you know, put us on a EDM track or put us on an Afrobeat track or whatever. We're showing that we, we can kill it. A disco track, we can kill it. So <clears throat> it was it was that time where we just did that kind of stuff and was like, but unfortunately, you know, that's how the cookie crumbles. Mm -hmm. It did it, it, it happen that, you know, Everyone wanted to do them thing. I wasn't really fully prepared for that, but in terms of you kind of sense something is coming, but you're not really fully prepared for it until it actually happens. And you're like, wow, you know, what is what it is. How did you, what was the, <laughs> what was the rumbling in the first place where you could sense, okay, there's something going on here? Actually, there's been a lot of rumbling for quite some time, to be perfectly honest. You know what I mean? You see, I don't know, as before, I didn't listen into the other interviews but I'm I'm a straight shooter I especially now as you get older out of time for the BS you know um there's a lot of internal rumblings from from before and my thing is always I've always my thought process was like all right wow this is working I don't really feel this I don't really like that I don't really like how this guy did with this but I was always like yo this continue for the greater good so sometimes a lot of times, I guess I'm guilty of it, where I should have said something certain times and I didn't say it, which probably would have eliminated that issue at that point in time, or we probably would have broken up a lot earlier because of that. I didn't say anything because, you know, I guess probably it's something the same for each of us where you want to say something and you don't say it because you're like, blah, blah, blah. But I think sometimes lack of communication early on out where you don't call a spade a spade that you don't. My thing is this, if I am wrong, and you guys realize that I'm wrong. You guys should come to me and say, "Boy, Alex, you know, so you're wrong for this, this and that." You know, um, and vice versa with anybody. You know what I mean? My thing is, it's not a situation where I think this is what I think had to add to that kind of issue where if somebody's wrong, even if it's not a situation where they where where they have wronged you specifically, you need to address it and get it resolved. Everybody will be back on the same page and keep on moving forward. But I guess, as I said before, it's all a part of life and you live and you learn. And even though we had a lot of internal issues at some point in time, I still am grateful for what? Because I believe in taking good with the bad. That is me, as I said before. It's not going to be a bit of roses. And you can sit here and complain about all the stuff that was wrong. But you need to realize and appreciate the stuff that was right. Because my thing is simply this. You're getting from this point to this point, right? There are many way, um, obstacles along the way. You have pothole, you have this and that to get from this road to this road. You chose to go from road A to road B. And however you got there, good or bad or indifferent, this is a road you decided to take. You could have taken this road. You didn't take that road. You took this one. So... Even though this one could have been easier, possibly, 
it could have been hard at all. You don't know. We don't know. Is hindsight is twenty twenty. You don't know what could have happened. All we know is what did happen. So because of what did happen, you will give thanks for what happened. And that's how I look at it. I am grateful for what happened, good, bad, or ugly, because it's because of what happened and how it happened, I am where I am now. And that I believe you have to give thanks for. Make sure. 100% agree with yeah. you 100%. Yeah. For you now, when did everything actually crumble? We're okay, this imploded right now. You mean in terms when okay, well when they because we saw the rumblings from before as I said to you before the man now come a studio on time, man of other things we're gonna do, and the clearly the group was at the priority, man just going through the motions to get what they need to get. And you, you saw that for, for a good while going on. You're still trying to say, all right, hopefully this is a home that you can overcome. Because you know, you just figure that all right, it's just it's just a stumbling block. You're just going through it, you know, everything you you, you go through the motions. I said to myself that um, you know, maybe, maybe eventually it it'll all pan out and work itself out. That being said, when it came to a heart now where Flex made the public know that he was leaving the group, you understand? Even though um, when we had our conversations via WhatsApp and that came out now, basically had said he had basically left the group for a long time. He just didn't make it official. That's what basically I said in, um, in the group chat. But the fact that takes me to official now, and I'm like, wow. What now? Because even though I was still thinking of doing solo projects, my aim was still mainly the group. You understand what I'm saying? And um, which a point where you're like, wow, okay. Um, basically, you have to take some time now and kind of figure out where you're going with all this thing because you don't it's like you don't know fully where you want to go because i got so i don't know what everybody is but i got so used to the whole group dynamic where all right you sing your past this and that and you believe so much in one thing that you really didn't see anything that really didn't you know you saw other stuff but you didn't really see see it because the mainstay was still this you know because remember and i know all of us would say the same thing everybody has sacrificed for the group so my personal sacrifice was the fact that I wanted to go into acting, I wanted to go into comedy, impersonating. I would love to do Pixar movies and Disney. I would a whole bunch of different things, acting, everything. Because I keep on telling people I'm not a one-trick pony. I can do a bunch of different, different, different things. And but my main thing was to the group. So I wasn't really focused on any of that per se. So being in that, it's like you get through the deep end now. You know you're going, you know, so you need to learn to swim. You know it's going to happen. But then when I'm training at the deep end, you're like, oh, it's all right. I'm in the deep end now. You have to sink or swim. So you just tread a little bit, you tread a little And then two toes, you realize, hey, it's not so bad enough. It's something that I can do. It's something that, and then you get the support and the validation. And you get, even though you don't necessarily need it, but you get support. You get encouragement. You get to say, yo, all right. This is another thing. You have people who reach out to you and say, yo, you me want to work with you now. Your voice, this and that, and this and that. And as before, I've always said that. I'm sure each of us have had producers and artists reach out to us. You understand? Because the network for TOK is quite extensive. And just do what you have to do. And what for me was real validation is when I got my first number one. So you get a number one during COVID as a solo artist. You know, it, it, it's humbling. Yeah. It's humbling. It's, 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 
it's validation. It's 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 it's, it's encouraging. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To say, all right, here what? I guess the people. I mean, the, clearly people are liking what I'm doing, liking direction. Because even though I still have the Alex T.O.K. sound, it has somewhat evolved into something else as a solo artist. Where um, people are hearing a different side of me now and say, oh, okay, I'm can do this for you. I can do that. Okay, this is actually this is you know. It's different, and it and I like that because I don't. I'm not a like a, I'm not a one drop or a reggae or full fledged dancehall artist. I'm, I'm I'm a artist. I come from Jamaica, and I do everything. Mm-hmm. I don't lim- I don't believe in limits. Mm-hmm. I always said, even when I was in TOK, don't set limits for yourself because you may try something else and it may work. And see, trying something else and it's working. So yeah, but and it was at the time when the group just broke up at first. I was like, whoa, didn't know what to do. But then I had to find myself because my thing, even with COVID now, same mentality, same mindset, adapt or die. It's as simple as that. Is either you're going to adapt and find a way to get through this and, and work it out and figure it out, mm-hmm. or you're going to sink like a stone at the bottom of the well. And it depends on that. You can't. You can't. Because in this life, nothing is really... You have some who are lucky that things are given to you. Sometimes you have to fight hard and go get it. And that is my thing. You have to just fight and get it because it's out there for you, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever is for you, can't be for me. Whatever is, yeah, you understand? And whatever is for me, can't be for you. It's that simple. And I tell the people all the time, there's a slice of pie, the life that you want and what you want is out there for you, you know. Don't spend time coveting others and envying this and whatever. Just work on your thing. Focus on your thing and get what you need to get. You're, you're right. I was pretty important and encouraged. You know what I mean? But yeah. No, always good. And how long did it actually take you to find your footing after the group had dissolved at that time there? Um, took me a minute. Because, I mean, even in terms of my album, I'm a body at work. My album, I've been working three years on my album. Mm-hmm. In between time, I do singles and I do... And I do um, uh, collaborations, working producers, this and that. I've done a little bit of production. I will, I will be going more into production now. Um, but it's still, it's still it's still a learning process for me because I've always had the mindset that as much as you may be established as an artist, as much as you may, may have success, you're still having to learn. You're still having to grow. I'm learning to play an instrument now. I'm learning a second language now. I am... Um, I am trying to develop myself. I'm still doing, I'm, I'm working on my voice. I'm doing voice training. I'm all these stuff to make yourself a more viable product, a more, a stronger commodity. You're never too old to learn. So, I mean, my artist, the standard, Michael rehearsed every day in his clothes for hours. He'd perform, as I found out, he would perform like in front of a mirror. He would dance for hours in the stage clothes that he was going to wear on stage. Right? And he took voice lessons. Michael took voice lessons too. So if the bodies and the greatest of them are doing it to improve themselves, why you can't do it too? And why not try to make yourself better today than you were yesterday? And, and you know, and so on and so forth. Make yourself better tomorrow than you were today. It's all about improving yourself and making yourself better can only go up in a sky is the limit. It really is the limit. Prince could play 14 different instruments. He's another guy who I think is incredible and amazing. Prince. You know what I mean? You have Prince, you have Elder Barge, you have so many out there 
multi-talented people and they're working in silence so you got to do it too you have to better yourself so it was all it's still a growing process for me. there's never there's never been one set time where i feel like yeah i am getting there i've learned more about my sound now out of tok i want more i can do now since i'm out of tok and learn to harness that but i'm still growing i'm still learning it's a day-to-day -day process. It's a step-by-step -step process, and I give thanks for it. Makes sense. Oh. It seems like your mm. your market where you really shine in is like a lot of the um, Latin American market, the Costa Ricas and yeah. all those places here. Yeah. That's where Alex seems to really get his shine because yeah, I know Costa Rica is that's the place that gave you your number one look good. Yeah, yeah, you're so right because. I find if a producer said to me that he's like, yo, you seem to be really resonating with the Latin American people, you know? Um, I have the, even the, the, the song with Bina Man, Medicina, mm -hmm. is a com it's a combination. It's, it, the, the, the genre is called Dembo, which is similar to reggaeton. It is Bina Man and Hazel Luran. And um, it's working already. It's on two charts over there in Boston. I think a top, a top tropical chart and, a, mm -hmm. and another playlist chart is on, some Latin chart. It's working the latin community they've always embraced you okay and by extension they've embraced me and i embrace them you know what i mean it's just it's just love and it's just the energy i guess they they feed off it and they like it so it's working so why not work with it you know i have a couple of, i have fun if i'm working on another one right now i'm actually i'm actually producing a track that should be very interesting to see how john q public reacts to that one i'm actually yeah. producing a track that called mash it up but you you hear more more, more about it soon don't worry it's it's, it's different it's different and all right no, I love we'll, it. Out huh? we'll definitely be looking out for that yeah one. man trust me i I have, some, I have some bombers coming in man because even that separate apart from the latin american community i'm getting love from even the what do you call it now the base hall edm type slash community as well the edm market now we have a, have a song called tick with um dj flavor one and um he's based in germany um featuring richie loops as well and that song released about four four and a half months ago has gained almost six hundred thousand views on youtube without any real i mean it's been added to a couple of playlists and i give thanks for that but without a video for it or anything at all that but it it, it, it worked and yeah. it, it actually went on amazon music in germany it was on amazon music amazon yeah, I think it's Amazon Music. Amazon Music was like at number 35 on Amazon Music. So it 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 is still showing that hey, this can work. Mm -hmm. Alex sound somewhat enhanced, somewhat somewhat changed, somewhat evolved into what it is now. Because I'm even going by an alter name right now, with even on myself is Alex TOK, but I'm working with Alex the Thriller. I still haven't really fully, you know, it's like a transitional thing. You know, I'm yeah. still Alex from TOK, still Alex TOK, but it will be AKA Alex the Thriller, you know? Um, and I wonder where you came up with Thriller. Hmm. But you know, the funny thing about that is that I also Dublin acting. That's the, that's what, funny enough, that's where it came from because in, there's a local um, series on YouTube that I act in um, called The Bartender. Yeah. And um, my name in the, in the show is Thriller. So that is, that is where, that's where it came from. You know, so I'm I'm acting as a an artist who is established, who is trying to bring back his roots here, with connecting with the vibe here, but at the same time has had some international success and is doing his thing now back in Jamaica. So it's from that is really where it came from. 
But it's ironic that it has that same. Basically, doing a reality show then. Yes, it's, it's not reality. It's, it's it's just an it's a series that the acting is like, and actually enough, it's like the number one series on YouTube in Jamaica now, in terms of the the support it's getting, and it's very popular on YouTube. It's a, it's a Jamaica. It's called the Bartender. You should watch it. It's, and it's actually pretty good. The acting is great, and it's really like it's not your typical, you know. Remember the mill thing that sometimes come from Jamaica. You know, it's like you know, the comedy is slapstick, and it's really, you know, like uh, you know, it's actually pretty good. The writing is pretty good. You yeah. should check it out. But yeah, so I'm delving into other things now. I've done stand-up comedy before. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to go back into it because I, I see myself kind of like a Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox sings, he impersonates, he does comedy, and he acts. That is my thing. So I have many different facets. And I tell people before that's how I started singing. Mm -hmm. By impersonating, I can do Alvin and the Chipmunks, I can do Arnold Schwarzenegger, I can do Chris Tucker, I can do Miss Piggy, Kirby the Frog. I can always do these all these bunch of different voices, and people are like, For real? And I'm like, yeah, because comedy and acting and impersonating and entertaining has been a part of my life for a minute. It's just that singing was the passion. Singing is the is the thing that yeah, it it, it, it does really grab you, you know what I mean? got you through the door wow i got one other song i wanted to go through with you from your from your solo time here this mm -hmm. was one of the first songs i seen pop up was with believe in love with busy signal okay mm -hmm. that shows again you're doing edm you're doing you're doing like you're doing afro beats but then this brought it right back to the one drop okay look here i am i can still do it you know it just mm -hmm. in case you guys were wondering i could still do this yeah How did that collab will come up with busy signal? um funny enough there was a producer in hawaii um angel magic that's johnny mac and um he had a rhythm uh, we were actually that's when the group had just broken up and we were actually doing the, the um welcome to jam rock cruise and um, we actually linked up back with him on the cruise and he had a rhythm was playing on that i said oh, i really like this rhythm i went and jump on it and i did my song on the rhythm and he was like yo this should be a, a collaboration and i'm like all right cool we went to jamaica with the record the session and um, I was going around Big Yard, and I think I saw Busy and I said, yo, Busy, I have an idea, you know? And this and that, and I was like, because I really thought, because Busy is left field. Busy is unorthodox. Mm -hmm. And that's me. That is me as well. Like, a lot of people don't know that, but that is me as well. So I don't stick to the norms and the whatever is expected. I want to do something that is different. I like different. So I approach him and say, yo, uh, producer Benjamin of mine doing this in Hawaii and where you jump on it. I so come in my car, because that is my office. Now. My car is my office. Now. I say, come in the car. I start playing. And so I start playing. I see him start rocking. I see him start smiling. And I, and I say, I just sit up the time. And thing. And I actually ended up co-producing that track as well. Out of the Box Records. Yeah, Out of the Box is my, is my record label. So I actually ended up co-producing that record as well. So and funny enough, you know, this is not a matter of the combination, it's just like that. And it was just really but don't worry, some more, you know, it's like even with my stuff and, and stuff, even when my, my body wrote my album coming out, you're gonna be getting a lot of surprises, a lot of stuff that people are not expecting, and people are like, yo, mm -hmm. when but this song, I'm doing this and that too. It's like there's something there for everybody, and I think that is what I like, you know, when I can tap into different things because you never know what's gonna work. And who says you have to do one thing? Who says? Crazy. And the uh, body of work coming out is going to be Next Levolution. Yeah. Next Levolution is the, is the album. 
Yeah. Give thanks. It's, it, it is the next level of evolution. That is it. Mm -hmm. And the definition of, of it for me is not being defined by boundaries. You understand? Elevating oneself above what you expect for yourself and what others expect of you. You know, so it's going the next level of evolution. That's what it is. So it's just where you become greater than your actual self. It's, 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 you know what I mean? That is it. Next level of evolution. Next level of evolution. And that is my, my album, but I'm working a bunch of other singles will be coming out in between. I have one with the same guy who did Tick, um, DJ Flavor one, a song called Hammer. That is crazy too. I have some other, I have some other stuff that's coming that people are not really going to be expecting. Like I have, I don't let too much of the cat out of the bag, but trust and believe that, you know, I have a song called, I have some Afrobeat stuff working on, I have some other reggaeton stuff working on, and more EDM stuff, you know, and it just feels good to kind of experiment with music and have fun. And I think Next Revolution will be the first step, and it's a testament of what it, it is, what I was exposed to, is what I love, is what I, as a fan, would love to hear. It is... And there's something on it for everybody. It's just for me, it's all about doing feel good music and just doing good music. And I mean, I, I know I even sent you some of the stuff I was doing, and I'm sure you hear like there's a difference in the different sounds of the music that you've heard based on what I've sent you. I, I, I think I even sent you the Michael Jackson song. I, I, I did about Michael Jackson song. One of them, the reggae song, the one day in your life. Yes. That, yes. That's a Michael Jackson song. Same key, everything. Because Michael, yeah, I mean, same range, yeah. That's that's Michael. That's that's Mike. That's actually Michael Jackson before Thriller. That was when he actually just left the Jackson Five. I think it was yeah, and he was doing his own thing. That yeah, was actually his first. You think about it. You're right because there was you. It was the Michael Jackson song and the um, Busy Signal song mm -hmm. it had that reggaeish feel, but then everything else was like next level altogether. Mm -hmm. was, like mm -hmm. some different stuff here. Crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. Listen, one last question for you. All right. No problem. Here. But this one is where, the, okay, let's just ask it. Because when it came to TOK, in my heart, the biggest song was Footprint. You can't mm -hmm. pass that song there, Footprint. But I know it was inspired by some tragic events that happened mm -hmm. with you and your family there. All right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell me what had happened and how you even, you were able to pull that song out of your soul. That's where that's where the song came from. Um, my brother had passed away in 2003. Mm -hmm. Um, and it it was funny enough, it was it was a hard time for me because at one point in time I, I think I wanted to actually stop singing. I don't know many people know that I actually wanted to stop singing because the energy wasn't there, it wasn't I wasn't feeling it like one because you know, it was like just going through the motions. I really was going through a hard time when I lost my brother, you know, and um, but I just had to try to take off and try to you know, compartmentalize that, that side of my life. Um, we were going on tour. And um, I remember Don Carlione had played the rhythm for us. And I, as the rhythm, I don't know, I think that was just divine intervention. As he played the rhythm, I was like, when you cry, I cry, I cry. I was like, yo, this is it. Yeah. This is the song. This is it. I remember some guys were like, oh, I'm not really feeling it, blah, 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 blah. blah. Like, whatever. And we left and we went away on tour. And by the time we came back, the masterpiece society to and the bounty and the modern heritage. And I completely forgot about the drop leaf rhythm. That's how life is funny. I forgot about the rhythm. We went on to came back, came back again and done play the rhythm. And as in play the rhythm again. When you cry, I was like, bro, 
Trust me, this is it. Went up and started right. And Flex was like, All right, when you cry, like, I like that. All right, Alex, watch this. Hurry up and come back. And he started writing his part. And then I was like, All right, you said that? All right, but hold on. Help me. I wrote that part. Lord, help me. And as just that, that was like the, the bridge segueing back into the punchline. Mm-hmm. And, and then basically, so it's like, It was just like, I think we, were, I think we recorded that song in like an hour and a half, like a very short period, period of time. I would just like lay the parts, and then you know, Flix was like, "Another baby left homeless," and I'm like, "But that again, help me, Lord, help me." I it just flowed like a river going into an ocean. It just flowed, and it just divine intervention that came from my soul. That came, that record came from. And I think a lot of people, even when I sing it, people know that that is coming from a different part of your heart, a different part of your soul. And it, because it resonates with so many different people and so many people react to it and feel it, you know, with it sometimes. That's the biggest thing I think for you as an artist where people can take your music and they take it into themselves and it becomes their own. It's no longer your music. It's, it's a, it is an extension of you that you have now given to them and they now take it and make it a part of their life, a part of your soul. And that was my thing, you know? It's so crazy. Yeah, give thanks. It was really it really came from the heart. Even though funny enough, a lot of people don't know. Even the they they um the intro they cry, that came from a video game. What? I used to be a hardcore gamer. I used to play a lot of games and I bent, I twisted the melody a little bit, but when I was playing like there's a video game I played after you back then, after you finish the game, you know, after you crack the game and you Beat the, the last boss and yeah, whatever. I'm like, and the rhythm. Because sometimes from video games, you, you I used to write music. Mm-hmm. I wrote songs. I wrote I wrote a song from the ending music of the video game, and I'm, that was back then. And I just realized that that melody for the song I wrote mm-hmm. fits the, the intro for Footprints. I'm like, okay, cut and paste. Drop it right here. It worked. See, that is insane, right? There. Yeah, a lot of people don't know. That's what I'm saying. Um, you get ins- inspiration from a lot of things. I try to tell people, you get inspiration from walking on the street. You get ins- a lot of times inspiration reaches me when I'm playing a rhythm when I'm driving. When I'm driving. The the busy song. I believe, I believe, I believe in love. That came up while I was driving. I was driving. Mm. You understand? Inspiration comes from so many things. It can come from a woman the crossing the street. It can come from a person selling fruits on the side of the road. It comes from, it's all around us. It's just you have to find it and just find a way to make it into song, make it into music. Remember, music, basically music is is, is words with the movie. You know? So, yeah. But I mean, once told me that music is feelings that you can Fuck, I forgot what he, but what he said made completely sense. Something with feel, I forgot what it was, but what it alludes to the same thing that you just said there, where it makes total sense, where music is just a different vibration altogether. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Listen, Alex, it's been a great, great, great conversation. We've, yeah. learned a lot. We've yeah. got the scene behind the scene of what's in the the madman's mind, because again, I know you do comedy, you do 
acting you do voice over you do yeah sing. yeah and right. so for people always say i don't know if you want me to on your platform but a lot of people always say yeah you claim you do this and you claim you do that let's hear you do something you know what i mean because i can say hey i can impersonate christopher or i can say hey i can impersonate Aaron Swartz, or i can do criminal front but it's one thing to say you know i can actually do it you okay. me? so i mean i mean hey no time at the president i'll be like let me give you an example mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, um, I've chipmunks. All right, where did that come from just now? There's no speaker behind me. <laughs> There's no speaker behind me, but I'm saying. I am entertainment. I don't do. I'm not a one trick phone. When I say I do all these, all these different things, I really do do it. You know, I really do the voices and stuff. The mimicry comes from that. You know what I mean? You know, um, Kermit the Frog. This is Kermit the Frog here, and I'm hoping that you can listen to here. You know, here on the Muppet Show yeah, with me and this big Kermit. You know, you know, it, it, what? It's, 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 yeah, I. I you know, okay, let me tell you what it seems like. It seems like you guys, boss, as a group, you guys did 20 odd years, and now you're still so young that you get to fool around in entertainment until you're happy with whatever because you've done so much before. So it's not like you're rushing to boss because mm -hmm. you did your work. So then now you have time to experiment and see, yeah. hey, you know what? Now I could do the comedy that I wanted to do before. Now I could do the act now. And I will get back to music, but it's not a, I have to rush into it because I need to do this right now. Yeah, I have reached a different level in my life where I believe it's just having fun. I don't have to hold back who I am. Mm -hmm. I don't have to pretend who I am. People are going to see the different sides of me. And if you want to like me, you have to like me for all these different things that I can do. You know, all these different things that make me who I am. You're going to see Brand Alex, a person who is not defined by one thing. You know, I am an entertainer. So I entertain and it doesn't have to be just ah, not just that kind of thing where I'm singing. Mm -hmm. I can now be like, come on, this Arnold Schwarzenegger, come on, we're gonna work on muscles. Come on, we're talking to muscle, muscle, muscle entertainment report podcast. Come on, get your powder, come on, come on, how how come on. You know, I keep a straight face while doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this. Listen, if they want to check out what you have coming up, going on right now, where could they check you on social media? All right, first off, you can follow me at Alex Tok One. That's on Instagram, Alex Tok One. Um, I'm also on Spotify, Alex Tok in bracket. You know, you can check me out. Um, my my Vivo is Alex the One A L E X D I One. Alex the One Vivo. You can check out my latest music I have out, you know, I have a couple of videos for the Mephia, for the Michael Jackson song that I did. There is one for Look Good, you know, and I have a whole heap of more stuff coming, you know what I mean? Hopefully we will be doing a video for Medicina as well, the one with me being in my hazard. I'm hoping to work it out, but we're going to try and do it. Um, there's so much more that is coming for me, so much more. I will be doing a, and then stay tuned, Next Revolution, the album is coming out, hopefully within this first quarter of 2021. Um, 
And that is just a body of work I'm so proud of and I'm so happy to share with the world. You've heard some of my stuff. You, you, you can have an idea based on the standard that I said before. Michael set a standard. Mm-hmm. I have to try and make sure that my thing is on a level. TOK set a standard. I have to make sure that my standard is also on a level. So it's not about dropping the standard. It's about maintaining or surpassing. That is exactly where, where I'm at. You know, I don't believe in doing, you know, I have to make sure that my music is on a level. No substandard stuff on you. There's everything that people can relate to and resonate. And you'll be seeing a whole lot more stuff. Like, really, like, you probably will see me do some more stand-up comedy as well. You're going to see me going to production more as well. You're going to see me probably doing more acting as well. You know, there's the bartender series. You can catch it up on YouTube. Hashtag the bartender. You know, expressions, J-A, and you see the bartender series. It's actually pretty good. And... Sky's the limit, bro. Like, just making sure I showcase all of what I can do. I've done stand-up before. I actually did stand-up comedy with Johnny Live um, here in Jamaica. And people loved it because I was able to showcase. Because my strong suit with the comedy is the impersonations. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that is my thing, impersonations and mimicry. So you will hear me talk like an old man. Hey, 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 you're sweet. You're like, I'm going to dash. You're going to fry some. Yeah, man, punk in a banana. Bring come and come cook for me. And they hear all day, shut up your mouth, you have nothing about you. Your face is all fat. Go cook it yourself. What is wrong with you? You think I'm your slave? And they just said, I'm from that shit. What is wrong with you? Come, 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 that me. I will box you with my dentures, you know. You don't know nothing about you, know. You're hot of an office. I live with you for 55 years, 55 and 11 months. 11 months and 55 years, I live with your ugly backside. And once you give me even a pity because. It's powder in your sin thing. Nothing else is inside there to give nothing else to me. So you just move over there, so I'm gone. No. Boss, listen, it's way too early <laughs> to be dealing with this here. And again, I'm, you know what? Sometimes things happen. Yeah. It's a blessing in disguise. As in, as you said, you were part of the group. You guys did amazing things. But you were yeah. still certain parts of you that you wanted to display and you couldn't really under the brand? I held, all, all this I held back because of TOK. I kid you not. All of this, because like, for enough, in the group, I was seen as the as, as a shy one. I was a quiet one for the most part. I was not the most outspoken. I was a quiet one. And I mean, I was shy, mm-hmm. you know, and not very much. I mean, I would talk, but I wasn't the one who would be at the front and say, yo, I have to say this. You have to see me. You're going to see me. I'll talk when it's my time to talk. But I was not the, the most assertive one then you know what i mean and that's cool i mean i was cool with us because i was i was i was really shy and being in entertainment and music and stuff kind of helped to come out of that and doing this bunch of different voices and personalities kind of shields that you know what i mean kind of show that okay this is how you conceal that by being this you know this personality that personality you know is a way to kind of do yourself and be yourself and still not show yourself if that makes any sense you know what i mean so no no, I mean, you have no choice but to be more outspoken. You have no choice but to take to the forefront and speak your mind and say stuff and showcase what you can do. I'm not a one-trick pony. I tell you already, I do see myself like a Jamie Foxx. Like, just being able to can do all these different things and showcase all these different things means that when you're around me, you're never bored. And you watch when you when I don't want when people come to like an Alex show, you know, they they get a journey. It's not just about music. I may probably go to some stand-up while I'm on the, on the thing. Just to showcase something just a little bit different than what you normally would be used to. You know? I you know, agree. To, you know? I mean, what, what other... What, I mean, I have major hype doing this stuff right now. I can do too. I mean, I practice all those different voices. Like, I've been... I talk to myself sometimes. 
people think it's crazy, but it's it's a way to kind of act, you know, like you know, like you know, hey boy, you will come listen to mostly here on mostly entertainment. Now we going party with the sauce. Now you going party at the real sauce, the real sauce. You know, accents in my sleeve, in my sleeve. Well, they have to tour in the world and you've seen so much you could it's just you have a library of sounds thoughts mm -hmm. and visions in your mind because you toured so much yes it's, it's from some you get so many different things from and that's why even my work is such a diverse body of work i call my album genre jumping because it has edm disco dancehall reggae so many different things that encompass it because you want to showcase that yeah i'm not one thing and i love music in general good music in general you know what i mean I even beatbox a little bit too. <laughs> I don't practice that a lot, but I mean, I've done beatboxing too, like, you know, like, like you know, because I mean, for enough, Michael, he was doing an interview with Oprah where he did beatboxing. Okay, I he did an interview with beatboxing. He was talking about the rhythm. It was, um, I think it was, who is it? Yeah. Because is that the same one? Because to me, that was the craziest Michael Jackson interview where he's just sitting on talking, yeah. Yes, and that one to perform, to perform. He got up, went crazy, and then just sat back down. Like, yeah, he's like, a different person. You see, that's the thing, he's a completely different animal on stage and in person. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah going. okay, perform, <laughs> completely different person. Yeah, and he, sat there and he was like, <clears throat> sorry, he was saying to Oprah that he, like, in terms of. He doesn't play many instruments, but he makes the sounds with his mouth. And he was saying, like, even with the with the arm, with the what was it? The, who is saying? He's like, tum, 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 tum. and he's like, Listen, don't say one more word. Let me give you an outro and get your talents <laughs> are crazy. And again, I'm glad that we've got to sit down and do this long form conversation because again, you see a little five minutes of Alex here, 15 minutes here, 10 minutes, but you don't really get to sit down and see what's yeah. inside of your mind. And make a conversation. This this was definitely a conversation. I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, people get a chance because not many people see this side at all they don't see this as they don't know i have all these things that are at my disposal they don't i know i'm not the kind of person to jump on shows hey i can do this yeah. you know and yeah i can do this but it's there it's there it's just me okay. just have to it's just i have to delve more into it it's there so it's, it's no you know but i haven't really delved into it mm -hmm. time. thank you so very much for coming on today let me get your outro and get you out of here all right okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. Big up. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.